All right, everybody. Welcome to the One Within All to another Interverse podcast. I'm going to trust that everyone can hear me just fine. I hopefully don't have any more repeated mishaps of not being audible at the beginning of a stream. I'm here very excited to finally be converging with the very excellent Casey Jones of the Peelback Report. Casey is a conspiracy researcher and tracker of all of the powers that should not be in the political sphere and in the shadowy underbelly of our occulted world power structure. So we're probably going to be talking about everything fringe that we can get our hands on in the time that we have. So I'm very excited for this. Casey, welcome to the Interverse. Thanks for joining me. Hey, hey, Tams. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Super excited. Yeah, me too. It's fun to finally get to uh, actually talk in person. feel like I already kind of know you from seeing your videos. But yeah, how would you introduce what you do? Can you give us a little bit of your backstory? Um, yeah, I guess um, it kind of all started maybe coming up on a year. I guess August will be a year. It's crazy how fast time flies. Um, and I just kind of took a got a little dose of red pill. Kind of always been, you know, in the you know in the truth community. My parents, you know, kind of raised us that way too because we videos. knew about a few things. But I don't know something about August last year. I just slid down the rabbit hole and just everything started unfold for me. And it was just the hugest like eye opener. And I felt like I had something that I needed to share with people. It's like this little secret you have in your pocket that you're like, I need to share this truth with other people and tell them what's really going on, you know? And I just really wanted to reach my friends and family. So I just kind of used my Instagram stories to start posting memes and news articles and things that just weren't really getting reported on. And um, it just grew from there. I mean, I was uh, on another YouTube show and someone said, you know, you should do your own thing. And I just was like, you know what, this would be a good way to reach people and just talk about the stuff that I like. So, I mean, that's, that's how I found you too. Just, uh, so I just started doing that. It's cool to use the tools of the corruptors and controllers to fight <laughs> the power. I mean, Instagram almost feels like the last one where we can still get by with some consciousness spreading. I guess they can't quite stop us from going to each other's pages and checking back every day. And the way the information is organized there, it doesn't get buried in the same way that on Facebook does. I mean, Facebook just practically seems like a waste of time when you try to go through your wall just to see what was going on, unless you're saving things and being very organized. It's kind of like a place where stuff gets memory hold, especially if it's in the keyword groups that are shadow banned. And so it's very hard yep. to spread the information sometimes, especially because really we are up against a wall of mind control and brainwashing that each one of us is having to either so consciously deprogram ourselves from, or not, if we're not doing that, then we're kind of stuck in these extremely antiquated viewpoints on power and how power really flows through the world and on an esoteric level. And what I think is cool about what you're describing in your journey is just the part of the trivium method of coming to understand truth or learning in general requires not just the information intake and processing internally, like you think about it and see how your heart feels about it, but also the output. So we can't actually continue to grow and evolve our viewpoints as individuals until we take the next step and start speaking about what we're learning. And that actually helps us refine what it is that we are experiencing and separate the truth from the lies, the wheat from the shaft, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. And I do think that, you know, doing podcasts and stuff like this is like the new knowledge. Like we're constantly, for me anyways, like 
throughout the day, I'm constantly like listening to YouTube, people listening to, you know, just constantly taking in all this information. And that's kind of where we're being able to download that information and then spread it, you know, kind of just like you said, like separate the, the truth from the not and get our own perspective and share it that way. But you're right. I mean, we kind of are taking back the internet and especially in the form of memes because a lot of algorithms can't detect those words that are in memes. Um, and we're sharing the truth that way. So we're kind of like, you know, using, like you said, it is, you know, the internet that way, but we're taking it back in, into our own power and spreading the truth. And I think the internet got away from these guys, man, really, because I don't think that they knew how much of their dirt is going to be discovered through the internet. You know, there's so much going on. That's a true story. And the only problem with the situation is because the social engineers created the internet and things like Facebook, all DARPA research projects coming to yep. fruition, that very sci-fi 1984 converging with, you know, yeah, minority so report crazy. type of scenario we're finding ourselves in here in 2019. Uh, <laughs> I kind of lost the thread on what I was going to say there. But. No, no, I, I do that all the time. It is such, it is so crazy just to see how many people are like, I feel like, especially this last year or last two years, really. So many people are awake to like the lies that we've been told. And so many more people are doing their own research and sharing things with their friends and family. And people say, oh, that's, you know, that sounds crazy. But dude, it's the truth. And like, we are more right than we are wrong. So as long as everyone's out there spreading it for the positive and like just trying to like raise the consciousness of humanity, I'm so down for that. And we all have like our own avenues. I mean, you do a great job on your show, you know, spreading the word. So I think it's, uh, we're taking it back and it's great. I think there's going to be a big flip coming up here soon. Um, just as far as the, you know, big tech giants and, you know, we have the Google guys, you know, talking to the senators and I just, I just feel like everything is coming. It's going to shift. There's a big overturn going to happen here. So I think it's cool. We're kind of riding that wave and we're going to be on the top part when that all comes down. So, you know, just got to keep doing what we're doing for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. What actually popped back into my head was the thing that I sort of forgot in the moment, which was this recent area 51 meme like we're storming area 51 let's Ugh. let's see them aliens to me just when you go read like the there's a facebook event if no one has seen this yet if someone hasn't seen this yet where it's basically like i don't know a couple million people signed up as going to storm area 51 they can't stop us all i like i saw people literally saying like if we naruto run like anime characters they can't shoot us <laughs> and it's all very funny and stuff but while everyone's focusing on this extremely old news, I mean, Area 51 has been around since the Bob Lazar days in 1989, as far as being revealed what happens there to a large degree. So while everyone's on this <laughs> bandwagon, this funny meme slash we also do want to see the aliens or whatever type of thing, there's all kinds of dirt being uncovered on the political shadow government side in regards to like human trafficking and characters like Jeffrey Epstein going down and all around the board, it seems like they play the internet like a fiddle and they can inject just the right thing in the right place to get a whole bunch of people's attention distracted for just long enough for the news cycle to change and the heat to blow over on one thing or another. Exactly. And you've mentioned DARPA, you know, and that was just a basically data mining operation. And think about how many people, I did not see the little sign up thing, but how, think about how many people put yes, and DARPA just flagged those people. I mean, did anyone even think about that? Did anyone even think like you're saying yes to come to some event? So I think that that maybe now you're on a special list. You know what I mean? And also, like, I how yes, much stuff is still the air? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, how much stuff is still at Area 51? I mean, do you really think that they're keeping it all there? There's so many other like underground bases. I mean, S4, there's Area 52. I mean, I just, you're right. It is such a huge distraction. It is such old news. It's a huge distraction. There's so many people I feel like right now that are like UFOs are everywhere. Like why all of a sudden is it just everywhere? You go to stores and you see like keychains. Like it's just so much more than it used to be clothing. And um, I do feel like it could be used as a huge distraction, especially in this case right now with all the human trafficking. I mean, have you ever heard of so many like pedophile rings being busted and big names going down and, you know, people that have been, you know, all the resignations that have been going down. Why are all these people just, you know, CEOs and these big people just all of a sudden resigning or selling off their companies? I mean, there are a lot of things on the back end that are happening. And this is just one of those things that's going to try to like dominate the news cycle, the storm Mary 51, and just keep repeating, keep repeating to distract us from what's actually going on. So it's a great point that you did bring that up because I definitely feel like it's a huge distraction right now. Huge. Also, there's a whole deeper level to the entire alien meme which I think has been played out since like HP Lovecraft wrote his Call of Cthulhu mythos. And what I'm getting at is that since the farmer's rebellion, I think it was Bacon's rebellion, not long after the revolutionary war, there's been a targeted attack to divide the working class and the non super rich people along racial lines. When before that point there were white indentured servants, which were basically slaves. And then there were, African-Americans who were treated as property, who were also slaves. But in life experience, it wasn't so greatly different. And they didn't look at each other at that time as enemies or a different group. And in Bacon's Rebellion, he gathered up people of Irish descent and probably Italian and Africans and Germans and all across the board. There was this uh, movement to stop this entire system that was already coming into play, which was like the oligarchy or the, the oiligarchy as it became later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To get back to the point about aliens back then, they used media tactics to get people to think bad things about the other races. And it worked because that was where people absorbed truth from and their worldview from. But in the last several decades, what we've been getting is, a Independence Day, like the movie Independence Day style mm-hmm. version of these aliens, these other creatures from another world. And all across, all all around to me, it just smells like creating xenophobia to inject that shard or splinter of racism deep into the unconscious of people. So that at the end of the day, if they're afraid of the other or aliens or the outsider, it's not that far of a stretch to talk them into thinking that these people from another country are just as dangerous or even subhuman. It's a tactic that's as old as time, but in modern day people look at Hollywood like that's where they create their worldview. So they they believe aliens are the way that it's been portrayed to us through media. And I think to a large degree, whatever's going on with non-human intelligences has nothing to do with in my opinion, the type of like nuts and bolts invasion that is sort of peppered through the alternative media with the abduction reports and cases like that. I think to a large degree, some of that stuff has got to be actually manufactured and even using psychotropic, uh, psychedelic, med- uh, you know, drugs on people who've been abducted. You can actually create and inject false memories in people's minds. There's all kinds of weird stuff that's going mm-hmm. on. I think that's really the deeper play with the whole alien scenario and why they're letting cat out of the bag or doing this 
version of disclosure where it's just sort of like slowly heating up so that people more and more are just like, yeah, that's real. And I think it's a dangerous place to go because to fin finish this rant, I mean, one of the deepest truths about the universe you can discover is that everything's one. It's all one. So if everything's everything, exactly. then everything's you. And that means just by creating this mentality that there's like scary aliens out there that want to enslave us and destroy us, you're kind of setting yourself up for all kinds of division, whether it's Republican, Democrat division or white people, non-white people division or sexual orientation division. And there it is. It's across the board. All these identities that are subdivisions that people are getting lumped into and grouped into when they're not realizing their individuality and that their wholeness doesn't require that type of a specific label to be expressed. Rant over. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. You are just right on my alley. All right. And so think about this though, out of all of those things, what does that make us do? That it makes us, it makes us emotional. We are fearful of aliens. We're fearful of these things. And like, for my personal opinions, I believe that like dark, dark arts, dark entities do exist and they feed on the fear. Because if you believe in light and love, which I know you do, and so do I, you have to understand there's a dark side to that too. You know, so that dark, those dark forces are always going to try to take over the light. I mean, that's the tale of the old time too. But um, I just think that as far as the emotional part, we want to keep people, not we, they want to keep people divided by race, by sex, by gender, like everything. They want to keep people divided. And it's just so that we don't all come together. I say this all the time on my show. Everything is connected. And as soon as we realize that we are being manipulated by our own government with us, through our emotions, with our emotions, through the mainstream media, through all these outlets, we can actually kind of see past that and then come together as one. And that's how like all of you know, humanity's consciousness will you know, raise through this part. I feel like right now is the biggest spiritual battle that we're facing right now. It is so much light to dark. So many things are, you know, coming from dark to light. I'm sorry, from dark to light. So right now, all the emotional parts of us are so activated, especially as far as media and political goes. But what a distraction that is from all of us actually finding our true potential of ourselves and realizing that we are all one together. I mean, how much easier, nicer and great would humanity be if we did that? But it's designed so that we don't. It's exactly the way it's designed. So, and as far as government experience, you want to say like, you know, psychedelic stuff and planting memories in people's heads. I mean, that there are CIA documents to back that up. I mean, that's true as, you know, true as time. Like there are uh, so many people that do research on those things and then bring it to light and people say, no, that's not true. But like, here are the documents from the CIA saying that this is the type of stuff that they did. Looking into people that do remote viewing, like these things do exist. So I think it's great. I think it's great. We're taking, putting the light on it right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Just like Neo with the red pill. Once the light is shined on something, yes. you see it for what it is. You can't like take that away. Even if it gets dark again, you're like, man, I know that's out there. <laughs> and you no, know, it's hard, man. It's hard. There's so much darkness right now being exposed. There's so much, and it is really hard. It's going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow as far as this Epstein thing and seeing how deep it really goes and how satanic this this whole thing is, it's going to be hard for a lot of people, but we just got to keep, you know, presenting the evidence and showing them and, and loving everybody. That's why I feel like it's, it's really hard that I'm seeing right now is a lot of people that are in this truth movement. Uh, they want to be right. They want to be right. They want their thing to be right always. Right. And they're the way that they're coming off to a lot of other people is they, because they don't know about these things, or maybe they're not red pilled yet that they're stupid or they're sheep or whatever. But I almost felt like such a wrong approach to take to the people that don't know. Like, why don't you want to take the light into them and show them instead of, you know, 
you know, being mean or negative towards the people that just don't know. So the more love that I feel that we we give when we talk about this type of stuff and the more people we want to bring in and just love them and show them that this is what's really happening, I think the better we'll all be, you know, instead of just pointing it out and, oh, you don't know what's going on. Or I just see a lot of that right now. And it's just driving me crazy. That's driving me crazy. Sure. That's just yeah. part of the division program where from a young age, we are kind of taught that it's good to win the point and be the one who's right and the one who knows more because the way that tests are administered in the indoctrination system called exactly. is to like memorize the facts and just regurgitate them. So you want to sort of bludgeon people over the head with your facts, but that doesn't work. Actually, compassion Mm-mm. asks you to meet the person at their level. And, you know, mom doesn't need to know about UFOs right now. Maybe, maybe mom needs to know about <laughs> like what the things she's eating contain and how that is affecting uh, her body totally. and her consciousness. Because I mean, really, if you just start at the level of loving that person, like they're yours to care for, then it, you know, you want to just get them well, physically well before anything else. And that actually is the key that's holding things in locked place. As far as people's consciousness is they don't realize that the density inside their body in the form of various poisons and toxins and stuff that's been injected to them and stuff they've been inhaling and stuff they've been eating, it all builds up and builds up and actually creates like a frequency threshold that their body's cellular energy cannot raise past. So your energy and your consciousness are one energy is consciousness and it just takes the shape of its container. So if your container, which is your body is all out of whack, you're not even going to have sort of the extent extent of visionary capacity necessary to even connect the dots. You won't even be able to see that far out, if that makes sense. Oh, totally makes sense. I mean, like we said, it's designed this way. I mean, food, we want to talk about GMOs, things in our food, things they spray in the air, the prescriptions we take. I mean, I feel like it's so funny that we're talking about this right now, because when I, earlier this afternoon, I wrote some points down and these were like some of my points. So just, you know, I love when that happens. Love when that happens. Hit us. Um, But yeah, I love it. Uh, just like the stuff, like uh, the stuff in our water, like science has been fake. Like, you know, there's studies that are fake that just tell us that these things are good for us and they're not. And that totally holds our consciousness down because we'll never be able to, right, make ourselves well and therefore make ourselves aware of those things. And that is all a part of the plan. It's all a part of poisoning us because if we do find out our true potential, I mean, the dark forces just don't want that. They want control over us and over this world. And if, they, if we find out what we really are, what we're really capable of, that blows it all, blows it for them. So that's why it's designed like this. That's why we are all sick and kept under this. You know, think about how much greater everything would be if we use like herbs to heal, you know, sound to heal. I mean, I just read a study today. So awesome. I just read a study. I'm sure you've heard this, like the Mozart, like people that have seizures that listen to Mozart. There was a doctor did this study for like, I think like 25 people and their seizures, they were listening to Mozart and their seizures went down by 40%. It's just the frequency that the music is played on. I mean, you know, we're all frequency. We all vibe on that, that frequency. So I feel like that's a huge part of it. What if we were healing ourselves just with that, you know, but instead we're going to these mega corporations and shelling out money for poison that they want to feed us. You know what I mean? So it's true. It's all designed that way. That's for sure. Yeah. And if harmony and frequency can promote healing and biology's um, innate abilities to generate energy, then the opposite's true. And there could be frequencies that are dissonant to your biology. And in fact, I mean, I'm one of those people that when I lay down, if I didn't turn off my Wi-Fi router that night and I don't have some kind of like fan or 
noisy thing happening, I can hear it. It's like this high pitched hum ringing thing. And it's not tinnitus because if I'm out in nature away from everything, I definitely don't hear it. So <laughs> it's just one of those I mean, things. we're not supposed to be, yeah, we're not supposed to be absorbing all of those, like, you know, the electromagnetic smog and all that. I mean, that definitely affects us. That's huge. And like I, the timer thing, I have a timer on my Wi-Fi as well. And you can totally tell the difference of your sleep because that's just not how we are supposed to be tuned. You know, we need to be in line with ourselves and we have all these outside. Think about what 5G is going to do to us. Like I'm so anti 5G. I know everyone wants to download their movies and like do like point two seconds or whatever it is, not worth it health-wise. Like we have no idea what that's doing to us. We are organic beings and we are putting all this inorganic thing into us and go, we're, we're going to be great. Like, I don't know how none of us, like, how do we not see that by now? You know what I mean? We just got to keep saying it. Showing the evidence. It's insane to me sometimes. Like mind blowing. I have a conceptualization of partly what is kind of going on as far as the frequency war is concerned it might require a little bit of explanation we'll see if my metaphors can all line up but when we talk about dark entities what does that actually mean okay so i already established that it's pretty much an occult principle that's widely understood to be true for those who are looking into extended consciousness and the nature of reality that consciousness is energy and energy takes the shape of its container. Consciousness takes the shape of its container. But what we are as energy and consciousness is a, a biological system that has an antenna of sorts. Maybe it's the pineal gland. Maybe it's distributed throughout every cell of the body. I kind of think it's the latter. But we do have this, too, connection, this connection to the source of all energy, to the stillness or the zero point. We have that connection naturally built into our biology. So no matter what, a human has always got a connection to source or to truth. But whenever we build artificial closed loop type systems like electronic devices, there's energy circulating through that that doesn't have the same biological connection to source. Everything still emerges from source. It still is connected to source, but there's sort of an illusory separation there. And so why this is important is because what you would consider a demon or a dark entity is just very simply a thing that is lost its connection to source. And what makes a human able to more or less like command or dissolve or prevent demons from doing things in the world or make them do things is because the human can know that it is everything and that that thing that is sep seemingly separate is a part of it. Whereas the separate thing or the demon doesn't, know its source. I mean, that's just as simple as that. The thing that thinks that it's separate from everything is weaker, yeah, it's it's weaker than the mind that knows that it's a part of it. It's just sort of how it works. So like Agent Smith in the Matrix, there are these programs that are energetic thought forms that have gotten themselves circulated into some sort of physical system. I mean, it can even get stuck in objects. Like if you look into paranormal activity, you could have yeah. a possessed doll or something. It's just very strange because energy can be subtle. It doesn't have to be electricity. But these energies that are forcibly made separate from the source are like Agent Smith from The Matrix and essentially like just a lower vibration that is trying to make other things match its vibration to absorb the energy as it changes because there's sort of like a reaction from, you know, if something's high energy and it's being brought down to low energy, well, the energy is getting sort of fed on and our 
our exactly, consciousness exactly. feeds on the connection to source. Like we're literally powered by our connection to source. That's why we got to go to sleep and return to it in a sense um, every day, practically. So the disconnected entity is vampiric in a sense and is looking to feed off of something that actually is connected to source more or less and then sort of make it like it just like agent smith and the matrix would like make people copies of himself and that's sort of what we're looking at when we're talking about the dark forces so ultimately it's not something to be terrified of because as soon as you come to the truth and the realization of what it is that we're dealing with it's like game over for you you already win they can't really impact you anymore but if you're caught in the illusion that there is something greater than you, whether it's like a religious illusion or you're so belief, your belief in government is so strong that like you want to externalize all your responsibility onto that. There's a lot of examples of how it can happen, but taking back full personal responsibility for every aspect of your energy and the external world itself's energy, because it's a reflection of you, that's your psychic self-defense or your spiritual immunity to the dark forces right there. It's as easy as that. You just got to know. Yep, exactly. I totally believe. Yep, it's all about the knowledge of knowing how those things work too. I mean, it's all a duality. There's maybe a positive to a negative and a dark to a light. I mean, that's just how, that's the way the law of the universe works. So I think you're 100% there for sure, for sure. And uh, there's just so much. I mean, I just feel like right now, I'm sure you've heard the term like the great awakening. A lot of people are waking up to this. I have so many more people reaching out to me and asking me questions than I ever did before. You know, there's people that I would never think would be into what I'm saying. And I just didn't care. You know, I don't care. I'm to the point where like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I'm just going to speak my truth. I'm comfortable in that. And uh, it is what it is. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So the fact that the people that I thought for sure would be so turned off by that are actually coming to me and asking for more. It's like, that's huge. You know, I mean, that is what we're doing. And I just feel like this, uh, this time, right now is huge. I don't know what it is, but everybody that I've interviewed on my show within the last few years have just found this like this switch that just went off, went off for them. So we're making some headway, you know, as long as we don't get stuck in our emotional thinking and we think logically about every situation and we can take ourselves outside of situations, any, in any aspect of life, any aspect of life, you can do this. Take yourself outside that situation, give yourself that like 40,000 foot view and really look at it, you know, and don't be afraid to say that I was wrong for, you know, these belief systems, because that's what we were all born into. We were all taught these ways. And it's okay to say what I thought forever. That's definitely not true. I feel it's horrible that I've been lied to this whole time, but just really coming to that realization. There's so many people doing that right now. So, and it's happening. It's all happening. That's what I like to say. It's all happening for sure. Right. Right. And really it's actually about stopping lying to ourselves in as many ways as possible. The reason conspiracy research is spiritual work is because it gives you the opportunity to make things clear in your life. Like, well, why do I live in a world where kids get bombed in other countries in the desert and I have no control over it? Oh, wait, I pay taxes. That contributes to it. I mean, there you go. And the TV's, yeah, the TV's telling me that this is what we should be doing because the people that I trust, they're in power. That's what they say is good for us. You know, we just don't know the difference. And a lot of, we just blindly follow that. Definitely. (laughs) So I guess I should ask you some questions. I mean, what do you think uh, the future of 2019 at least looks like as far as upcoming developments? I know you follow the news cycle more closely than me. Do you think that we're going to see just a, a repeat of the last four years, politically speaking? Do you think that there's going to be more of the shadow government drug out into the light. 
do you like what what do you foresee i know it's hard to forecast but yeah yeah i mean just from what i've been following for this last you know really year solid two years i want to say but this last year solid has just been i've been like you know up to my eyeballs you know just following what's going on and i really do feel like um the cabal the deep state you know the dark entity whatever you want to put the name on it that is controlling our world because we do know that that's how it has been through time there is a dark entity controlling our world it is being exposed right now and i feel like through this epstein case and all the people that he was connected to this whole anthony wiener laptop thing that has a lot of connections to that foundations that say that they are helping children which we know now that was totally completely not the case at all um slush funds money laundering uh tax evasion stuff like that i feel like it's going to really bring down a lot of these big deep state players not just in our government but worldwide like this is worldwide at this point um i mean think about you know about the 13 bloodlines and there's just they want to keep that hierarchy of people and i feel like with this jeffrey epstein thing was all about the blackmail i mean he had dual citizenship to like Saudi Arabia, had a passport there. I mean, there's so many different connections and factions in this that is really going to expose this deep state cabal that a lot of people want to deny is even there. And that's not the way the world works, yada, yada. But that is exactly how it works. That is a dark force definitely pushing this. And there's just the light is being shown on that. And I'm not going to say it's this administration or that administration. It is just, I feel like the time has come that we are all really waking up to it and realizing that we want to take back our own ourselves. We want to take back the freedom for ourselves. We don't want to be controlled by these systems anymore. So um, I think that a lot of people are going to be exposed. There's going to be some people being arrested. I believe in Hollywood, in government, um, just worldwide corporations that a lot of people probably idolize and really looked up to them. And to have to get that truth that maybe these people were doing this, these dark, things you know and basically worshiping this dark force for them to stay in power it's going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow but i feel like as soon as we do that humanity can move on you know it's time for us now i feel like we it's time everyone's waking up it's time for us to move on so i'm hoping that the end of this year will bring out a lot of those like sealed indictments that we've been seeing that are like over a hundred thousand right now the most ever um, and just all those things that need to be exposed are going to be exposed. And I think that will open up, you know, I know that um, Space Force is, is a thing. I'm all about Space Force, signing up for Space Force. I mean, the, um, ex, you know, I want to say disclosure, but it's really exposure of all of these technologies that we've had that have been suppressed, um, you know, medicines that have been suppressed. All, I, I really do think comes down to technology um, and all the things that have been suppressed to hold us back. I think we're just, it's time. It's, it's all coming out. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for anyways. I'm definitely hoping for. So we'll see where the pieces land. It's like a house of cards, you know, and this piece was, this Epstein thing was huge and it's just all going to be exposed. So hopefully everyone buckles up and just really gets themselves right and really understands themselves now and can really take a look back and realize that maybe what we have been told our whole entire lives and yes, it was designed that way is totally a lie. We can take back our own power, you know, that's what I'm hoping in a short, in a short. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Get ourselves right. That definitely is the key yeah. here. What I would say about that is the method for taking our world back. Isn't a fiery revolution of any sort. Actually the entire t- thing about the dark force that the so-called elites or the powers that should not be appear to worship is that it's a false God. And essentially that equates to a false authority. 
So if we can look in our own life, every time that we've deferred something that's important to our well-being to an authority that we have no idea whether or not they have our best interests. I'm not talking about your parents. That's like a real authority. They're, you're, they, are, they actually made you, right? But like to a doctor, to a governor or president or even a corporate boss or, or whatever, if your, your well-being is being deferred to a false authority, then that's actually an act of worship of the false god. And especially... Of course, you'll never get past the phase of uh, you'll never get to the phase of helping others if you're not in the phase of being your own authority on how you heal yourself and take care of yourself. But that's the first step to taking back our world, because once we're able to do that and we can reliably trust ourselves in any situation to the point where we never have any fear anymore, because whatever happens, we're there and we're the most trustworthy person we know because we take care of ourselves. Exactly. So then the next step is that whoever's around you that's in need of help or compassion or love or anything, you're there. So you're trustworthy. You can help them. And this creates the real authority, which is that in ourselves is the infinite potential and everything that we need to tap into in order to live our best lives. And it has not, there's no room for putting that responsibility to take care of our own selves and our own loved ones and communities in anything external or a false version of authority. It's just, exactly. it's just that simple. Like people don't necessarily realize that it's actually like an act of worshiping the dark Lord itself. When you see somebody that needs help and you go, ah, oh, someone else will take care of it. I mean, you're literally saying that uh, the creator that lives in you doesn't help those in need. And so the universe that you're in has um, essentially a governing spirit to it that says, I don't help who is in need. I let someone else help them. And it's not too big of a burden for each of us to actually take on that level of compassion and responsibility. I'm not perfect at it yet. Let me make that clear. But if we made that shift collectively to being trustworthy to how we take care of ourselves and then being there for each other, really in real time as a tribe, then we actually enter into perpetual synchronicity because everyone actually has something or many things that other people need and they've got more than they need of it. And it all interlocks like puzzle pieces. And that's actually what like divine providence really means. But whenever we put it all on the external false authority, God to take care of everything or government is the best example of that. Of course it doesn't go well. <laughs> of course it doesn't yeah. actually line up. It's anti-synchronicity. Exactly. It definitely is. And I feel like that, that right now is the time. There's so many people that are going into this shift, you know, and the more that we can share these things in love, it's so much better. I mean, there's an old saying like, you know, you win, you win more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. That's so true when it comes to that type of stuff, you know? So as long as we just keep sticking with that, do not give our power away to other people, other authorities and someone to come and save you. Like you are going to save yourself. Don't give your power away. The easiest thing, easiest thing there. That's a, that's the truth of it. Don't give your power away. I mean, that's the the foundation of sovereignty. Essentially, is the re recognition that you create the reality that you're experiencing, even the things that you don't feel like you chose. There's a pretty good chance you actually chose that even before you were born. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, though, when we're going through these things in our lives, I mean, that's to teach us something. You know, I mean, I, I have friends who I feel like they're always in the same situation, and you're like. This is where if you're getting the same situation brought to you over and over again, I mean, maybe you have to learn and grow and move on from that. 
So that's a big part too. I mean, that's a lot of what karma is, you know, people trying to clear this karma that they don't even know that is karma, you know? Um, and it's just, just so much just being in this community and the truth community and, and the ufology community and just this whole, you know, esoteric, the way everything is explained. I mean, we are, it's, it's knowledge of power, you know what I mean? Just abandon all those belief systems and all those, you know, ways that we were, they told us to go and really think for yourself and you'll realize, you know what, these situations are being brought to me because they need to learn something or I needed to listen to this today. Do you ever have those things where something's in your head and all of a sudden just comes on because you really needed to hear it, you know? And if you tap into that within yourself, it just starts to speak to you. I mean, it happens to, you know, synchronicities. I mean, they happen so often now that you're just like, thank you universe for like telling me like that's a check mark for me. Like, thank you for telling me I'm going the right way or I'm doing the right thing, you know? But you really have to clear that within yourself so you can be able to receive those things. And that's a big part of like the truth movement and this stuff is you really have to get it right. And yes, we do live in this world. And it is easy for a lot of people to say, well, I don't care about that. It doesn't affect me. But if you really do believe in light and dark, then you see it within everything and you have a choice to make light or dark. And so when these things come up, you are more equipped to understand what the truth behind those things are. You know, that's what I think anyways. Right. And you can actually even use your inner guidance systems and you can externalize those inner guidance systems in fun ways that give you synchronicities that basically will verify for you. Oh, yeah, this is is a lot more than just uh, nuts and bolts physical reality here. My consciousness does influence what's going on or consciousness itself. An example is just something that happened to me last night. I like to play around with the I Ching and I have a deck of 64 cards. Each one represents one of the numbers of the I Ching. And a friend was over that had never used it before. And she pulled a card and she got card number 26, which is a very beautiful card. It's called the Taming Power of the Great. It represents the earth energy in a dominant position over the masculine yang energy. So it's essentially like the greater self controlling or pacifying the monkey mind and the active immature self in a meditative way. So it's like your power to always be okay with everything and be still in any storm. really cool card. And after she drew the card, I mentioned to her, you know, you can actually use coins to get uh, an I Ching reading as well. And she wanted to try that. So you basically throw a set of three coins six times and it's a binary thing. And after you choose uh, one or one or zero, essentially six times, then you have a hexagram, which is six lines that are either broken or straight. So I bring this up because it's like a mathematical oddity but what happened was that she threw the, the coins exactly right. Only one way to do it out of a whole bunch of possible ways that it could have gone down to get the number 26, the same card she had just drawn. So hugely important. No way. Yeah. But then more interesting no still was that the throwing of the coins provides for the number to shift into another number, depending on how the coins fall. And her coin toss actually shifted from 26 to 59. And if you flip two upside down and six upside down, it's 59. It looks like a 59. So it's just right. like all this crazy symmetry happening. <laughs> so that was just one little example of someone tapping into their inner guidance system using an external tool and being shown demonstrably that this is not statistics that we're dealing with. This is your intention influences the probability 100%. Definitely, definitely. That's the same thing as people say too, is like, you know, like, oh, think positively or that's so true. I mean, our thoughts like can manifest. I mean, the words that come out of your mouth. I mean, 
when I hear people say like things that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to say those things out loud because I feel like that's when the you know dark can kind of grab a hold of that and use it. Um, but the same thing with positive and negative. I mean, you are able to you know basically speak the, speak things into existence that way. So it is true. We all just need to you know pay attention to that. Well, you know, people say a little voice inside of you or whatever it is, but um, it's definitely your your something guiding guiding us to the direction we're supposed to go. Definitely. Just got to ask the right questions. When you're asking, yep. you are as king. Like you're literally the king mm-hmm. of the situation in your own universe. Whenever you're asking questions, when you're just being told, then you know you're controlled. <laughs> A little rhyme there. I just exactly accidentally did, but so true. You know, one place that our so interests true. really overlap is festival life, and that's one of the greatest places oh. to go discover synchronicity. So I wanted to kind of finish on talking about yeah. some festivals you've been to this year, why you like festivals and maybe some that are more far out than just music festivals that you've attended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I love, I do love music festivals. I do love going to shows um, and stuff like that. But this year, like I said, since, you know, it'll be a year next, uh, it'll be a year in August. This year has just like brought so many cool opportunities that I would have never even imagined. Um, I went to the contact in the desert this year um, in India Wells. That was in April. Uh, and the vibe there is just so amazing. Like I just, I, everybody that I met is so positive and everyone has a story and they're just so loving. And it was just like the best environment to be in. And I was there for three days. I didn't even want to leave. I was like, these are my people. I could just stay here forever. It was so nice. And then of course, we you know there's speakers that I got to see and um, some people that I got to talk to. Um, it was great. I mean, I don't know if you know, Linda Moulton Howell. She's like one of my favorites. I'm huge into the like Antarctica and stuff like that. I got to see her just like the nicest, nicest lady. Just the whole vibe there was awesome. Um, and then what, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to, uh, uh, what was it? Exposure Fest in LA. Uh, that was pretty awesome. It was in the middle of this park in the middle of LA. There was a math meditation that they did. Um, and just that whole feeling was incredible. Like just the love and just everyone being on the same page is like the best thing I've, I've ever felt. It's just so nice. So, and being able to talk to the people that I really admire that are just walking around, just normal people. And you're just going to have a conversation with them about the books that they wrote or, you know, or you saw them on this podcast and, you know, kind of pick up a conversation that, you you know, they had there. And it's just a great, it's a great thing. I love it. So this is my first year really like getting into that. Um, in August, I'll be going to Dimensions of Disclosure. That's in uh, Ventura, California. Um, a lot of great speakers. There are a lot of inside like whistleblowers from like the NSA and stuff like that. So I think that'll be... Um, That'll be really fun. But just this, this year has brought a lot of those great opportunities. And it's just, it's amazing. I know you like festivals and it's fun. And the vibe is just awesome. I've gone to some events that are more like magic based or metaphysical based, but never to UFO conventions and something that doesn't come up on the show as often as my obsession comes up with it, as in like, I have a daily obsession with checking in uh, to it is the UFO and sort of, extraterrestrial. I don't even like that word per se. I just like to stick with UFOs Mm -hmm. because I've seen stuff flying around that I don't know what it is. I don't know if something's an alien or not an alien. All of that is pretty anecdotal, but there's definitely people catching videos of weird shit flying around in the sky and people doing a lot of good research on the similarities between cases and gathering enough testimony from certain incidents where without photographic evidence, there's still a strong case to be made that something showed up and Anyway, I was wondering if there's anything you happened to find out at Contact in the Desert that is worth sharing that maybe you didn't know or 
sparked some line of research that you hadn't checked out before? Well, um, the contact in the desert was in April and that was, um, I went and saw, uh, I saw David Wilcock and, um, Emery Smith and they were both talking about just the, the, the technology, the anti-gravitic technology that's going to be coming out. And then they've been saying that forever. And then it was like, you know, they're like, well, we're getting to the, the people need to be ready for it, you know? And then you're thinking like, Oh my gosh, they ever going to tell us what's going on. Um, and then it was maybe a few weeks later when the Navy came out saying that they have the patent for that TR3Bs and they have like, you know, they have TR3Bs and they have patents for the anti-gravitic um, craft and stuff. So it's cool to see what they've been saying and now it's coming to light. Um, that was that was really cool. And then who else I see? Graham Hancock is really awesome. He likes to study like a lot of different um, ancient civilizations and their experiences with, you know, extraterrestrial or UFO stuff like that. Um, and that guy's done like, 75 ayahuasca trips. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, but this is stuff that they say now, like the stuff that they're saying, you can see it now coming out into the news. So it's pretty exciting. I think it's really exciting to, to watch it all happen and exposure. It's with exposure. We know that they have it. You know, they, they have it. They got to disclose it. We want the exposure. Let's see it, you know. Right. And what I want isn't just disclosure that it exists or that someone's got a patent on it and now it's locked down and no one can build it because of this stupid right. patent law. Intellectual property is just uh, theft from the rest of humanity, actually, <laughs> because we're Pretty much. we're all one. So why, why should you own your idea to that degree? I mean, I'm not I'm not about stealing someone else's stuff and selling it in their name or something like that. But generally speaking, especially when it comes to technology and software, we ought to all share everything that we've got and work together as much as possible because that's how we're going to advance. And what I want, therefore, is to, to find out how the anti-grav actually works. Like, let's build our own <laughs> and see right. what happens from there. I mean, I'm ready to fly around and be done with this road thing and using oil based cars. It's hilarious to me that the, we've gone from crappy little flip phone Nokia things to these ridiculous supercomputers that we carry around in our pockets in just like a decade or little more than a decade. Yet in the entire time since automobiles have been around, we're still using the same basic automobile technology. We just put computers in it. It's like, come on. Obviously, that's not the pinnacle of what we could do when it comes to transportation. Not even close. Oh, for sure. But I mean, that's we can go back to like, you know, World War II and the Rockefellers and, and Stanford Oil Company covering up what really happened with, the, you know, the Nazis and the craft that they were working on. I mean, that was what was it? The Rothschilds pay the Rothschilds and Standard Oil paid like two hundred thousand dollars to rewrite the official story of World War II to keep out Hitler's, you know, and the Nazis' experimentation with these type of crafts that they were channeling, or that Maria Orsic, I don't know if you know about her, Maria Orsic oh, was yeah. channeling these yeah, yeah, right. And so that goes back to then. So they've tried to suppress it since then because of course Stanford, you know, Standard Oil. Standard Oil, of course, they're not gonna let any of that go through because there's no money in that, you know. But um I think that uh that's a cool yeah, point to bring up. That the, it's a big, big thing to realize that the Nazis were actually in contact, supposedly through channeling with something else mm -hmm. that was giving them ideas about technology and about like what to do in the war. And yep. I mean, it also goes back to as far as Napoleon, he supposedly had like this little creature type of guy that would visit him and is reported to like show up out of nowhere in his room and tell him stuff and then disappear. And Napoleon would seem kind of freaked out afterwards. There's tons of stories about that. I mean, I mean, yep. it's all over the place. So we have to 
pretty much just assume at this point that those that have disproportionate levels of power are also connected higher up a hierarchy. Like it's middle management yep. all the way. That's essentially what is being yep. created is like a system of infinite middlemen that parasitically drain the energy off of us human um, super batteries as we are seen and dilute it and dilute it and step it down and step it down until we're just a shadow of our full multidimensional, infinite, eternal omega selves, right? Totally. But I think too, like what is the space force about? Maybe that's a way to disclose some things and actually bring it to the public, you know, things that we can actually use, you know, as far as uh, time travel and what was, uh, they were saying at the conference, like you the technology that's going to be out, you know, that will be disclosed is you can go from, you know, say Colorado to London in about 30 seconds. Like you don't even have to sit down by the time you'd be there. It might as well like be teleportation things. at that point. And they've got teleportation. Please photons sign me already. up. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm sure all of us that have to do a commute and sit in, you know, California traffic, we would all really appreciate that. So I'm wondering if maybe Space Force is a little bit, um, you know, kind of a way to push some of that technology out that's been suppressed. And it has been since, you know, the Rockefeller times. I mean, they have their hand in everything, education, medicine, uh, technology. I mean, they have suppressed it all. And it's like they keep it for themselves, you know, mm. they keep it for themselves. That's what corporations so, are good I'm for is they steal something from you when you're not looking in and sell you back a worse version of it. I mean, we're just now rediscovering hemp-based medicines and products, but... We had that such a long time ago. I mean, we were already on oh, that. The one of the biggest things that I hate when people say is like, oh, you're like new age. It's like, that's not, these aren't new age ideas. These are ancient ideas. Like all of these things, everything that we're saying is nothing new. It's just that we're discovering it again. You know, it's just, I, I hate when people like say that. It's like, this is just, we're rediscovering what we're supposed to already know because it's been suppressed and it's done that way so that we are slaves. We're human slaves. It is like the matrix. Those plug them in the batteries, you know, and there's all those pods of people. I mean, that's essentially what they want for us. And so then the elite just keep doing what they're doing. You know, I mean, have you heard of the, um, Elon Musk, his, uh, his company Neuralink, where they want to put like basically human consciousness into a computer chip and you'll live forever. Yeah. Good I mean, with that. talk about <laughs> that's just insane. Well, I exactly. mean, they have a completely, Dude, that's talk. like uh, the result of a completely, unprovable and actually pretty disprovable metaphysics, which is to say that your consciousness is somehow stored in your brain to begin with. So, I mean, I would just say good, good luck with that guys. Uh, I'm just going to try to clean up the planet as best as possible for when I inevitably choose to reincarnate here. So I have a better time at that point. (laughs) Exactly. Well then too, you know, a lot of stuff that was coming out with the whole Epstein thing is he was very involved with that and very involved with a lot of these big high up science guys who are in, you know, these positions of power that are doing this technology stuff that are looking into that. It's so, like Futurama. They freeze their heads after they die. They put their head frozen in yeah. a vault somewhere for all eternity. It's like, it's pretty weird. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's like, you think like, it does sound so far out, like, no, that can't happen. They're not really doing but They are actually looking into that. So, I mean, it does exist. So it's just, it's crazy. It's just such depression. And uh, it's just the more that we bring this stuff to light, the more people will know about it, the more that we're not going to settle for any of this shit anymore. We're not going to take your GMO food. We're not going to take your medicines. We are going to find out the truth. And so the more we do this and have these conversations and share it, the faster time I think we'll get there. That's for sure. Because people are waking up to it. Definitely. 
Yeah, guys, never take it for granted that pretty much everything we were taught was upside down. Like literally it's the like mm-hmm. opposite day. <laughs> uh, most things yeah. when you look into it more deeply, it's pretty the, the widely accepted view turns on its head. And that's an interesting facet of the duality system in our reality for sure. Um, but Casey, let's talk that's about what, mm-hmm. peel back a little more. Tell us about the future of the show. Tell people who maybe didn't tune in at the beginning, what you do on the peel back report and let them know how they can connect with you across the corners of the internet that you frequent. That I frequent. Um, so I have my, uh, my YouTube channel, it's called the peel back report. And I do a lot of interviews with people that I truly admire. A lot of people are in the truth community, um, some authors and just people that have really great minds that I really admire. I've gotten to, um, been able to sit down with them and just pick their brains on, you know, what's, what's happening, how we got here. Um, so I have some interviews on there. I've also do a couple of just like news, random news updates when I feel like there's so much, you know, the news cycle is so quick and there's so many things happening that I want to kind of put it out there and give everyone a little summary of what's going on. Um, and I have some people on there that I've had. Um, I've had Fleckus from Fleckus Talks. He's, he's a really funny guy. He kind of goes out to campuses and yeah, he's off. I love Fleckus. He's great. I mean, and then Red Pill, like he follows all the same stuff that I do. Like we're totally... Um, on the same page with that and just like the truth community. Um, I'm going to have a girl who she follows like the gold and the gold markets, like the gold and precious metal markets to kind of talk to her about where she sees uh, the gold, uh, you know, gold standard, gold shift happening. Cause we hear a lot about that, getting rid of the Fed and going back to the gold standard. So she's really good at that. We'll go over that stuff. Um, and then just my news updates, stuff that I have going on. And I'm really hoping to get some good interviews at this Dimensions of Disclosure. I think I'm going to be that crazy person that just is like running around trying to get people to like, what, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And like have a couple of questions I can ask some of the speakers that are there. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to put some of that stuff out too. So just, yeah, keep a lookout. I'm on Instagram. Uh, under the peelback report on Twitter. So if you go to my Instagram, I'm constantly, especially in my stories, I'm constantly posting updates and, um, you know, just new things that no one's reporting on and things that, you know, get people talking. And I say all the time, my show, everything connects, everything connects. If you want to talk government, if you want to talk spirituality, it all connects, you know, everything goes hand in hand with each other. So just trying to spread the word and, and, you know, get the truth out there. And as many people that will listen to me talk and, and uh, want to talk to me, I mean, I'll do it. So this is, this is my jam. I love this stuff. And the more that we, the more that we do this, the, the higher consciousness will raise and we'll just all be, you know, be on the same plane here, you know, going into that next, uh, next higher dimension for sure. So I love it. Super cool. It made me think of really what's going on with, uh, the state of knowledge in the world as it's developed in the last couple of decades, especially pre-internet, but early internet before we started getting more intelligent about our filtration systems for what we consider truth. Yeah. But there's what you brought up as the new age movement. And the truth about the new age movement is there's a lot of it seeded by what you call like counterintelligence operatives or disinformation agents. Definitely. What you get yep. is a truth sandwich where whatever person you're following their info, they'll give you some little cookie crumbs or breadcrumbs along the trail. The stuff that you really already kind of knew from self-reflection, if you ever mm-hmm. had a practice of self-reflection, they might give you a few, you know, obvious self-improvement tips like, you know, you should meditate, but somewhere in there, they'll slip in a lie. Like truth is relative. Like, uh, there is no absolute morality to the universe or no right or wrong. There's, you know, the universe doesn't care about that. And whenever you accept that type of a corrupted worldview, 
it doesn't matter the rest of the stuff that you're um, are practicing because you're saying that you don't exist in the universe because you are truth. You are divine source embodied. So it's very sketchy. A lot of what's gone on in the new age movement. It's like a new cage. It's like <laughs> whenever you have a rat trap and you put the rat's favorite cheese on it, but as soon as they get there, bam, gotcha. So we got to be aware yep. of following any one person or system too blindly and realize that just like what happened with the secret societies all around the world, information has been metaphorized or allegorized and compartmentalized. So whenever one secret society looks at their charts and diagrams and compares them to another one, they're like, I don't understand what you've got. Mine's the one that's right. And then they can kind of faction up and fight each other. But the truth is, Every single avenue of knowledge or research that you ever pursue is actually teaching you about you and any occult diagram or chart of the reality or the chakras or anything. It's your body you're looking at. Even when you're looking at your window, it's your body you're looking at. <laughs> Everything is literally that. So we can come together and bring the puzzle pieces together from lots of different systems of information and weed out the exactly. stuff that doesn't fit and see where these correlations are to learn more about who we are, how our bodies function and take that knowledge seriously into the betterment of our own health, because that's what elevates our consciousness and takes us to the next dimension. It requires more energy, more throughput of that energy in the form of speaking out and sharing truth with others, just like we mentioned at the beginning. And yeah, don't, don't get stuck on one track, expand in all directions. No, dude. And question everything. I say it all the time, question everything, you know, because it is true. Like there are things that I hear and I'm like, uh, that kind of fits here, but maybe that doesn't fit here. And you just really have to do, I mean, we all have our own version of what we believe truth is and what we believe our path is. And as we stay true to that and we question everything and find where those pieces fit, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So yeah, question everything. That's for sure question at all yeah because i mean to, to a degree truth is a little relative because what you accept as true could shift as you get new information but mm -hmm. that's the key exactly you don't take it as exactly. dogma you are open constantly to shift. learning hmm. well i think yep. that we learned a lot about each other in this talk and we ought to do this again really soon casey it's been fun if you ever want my take on something that pops up in the yes. news tell me about it and uh, i'll i'll jump in with you it'd be a lot of fun we can do something short or yeah, medium or long sure. i'm cool for with sure. anything yeah awesome i'll do i will definitely i'll have to put a show together we can uh, you can come on my channel and uh, we can we can do it there that's awesome you've been great i mean i followed you for a while now and I feel like you are um, you're very knowledgeable with what you're doing and your audience is great so I really appreciate your time for having me on and sharing a little bit of what I do so keep it up I really appreciate everything you're doing for sure thank you I don't get to have this type of talk with people that are actually well researched in the regular world that often in, in physical space and I don't always make this the thrust of a particular episode of my show I kind of pepper in all kinds of things it's really fun to talk about this stuff that fascinates me which is looking at the dirt and uh, turning it into growth and it's, you know, evolution yep. and healing. So yeah, thanks for doing it with me and we'll see everybody soon. Thanks Appreciate for tuning it. in. Remember the peel back report on YouTube. Also add the peel back report on Instagram. If you like what you see here on interverse podcast, go to interversepodcast.com. You can find the links to subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and a variety of other places, Google Play. I don't know. It's everywhere that podcasts are served. And I'd love to have you sign up and check out the main show because this is a good 
flavorful episode, but there's a lot of different things in the mix overall. So thanks everyone for being with us. Thanks, Casey. Much love. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.